Victory Podcast. Welcome into another off-season episode of the Second in Victory Podcast. What's going on, everybody? My name is Austin Nelson, uh, and I am joined by my co-hosts, just one tonight, Mr. Chris Carter. No, Brett. Just us, man. No, What's Brett. Going on? Brett. Brett got called into work. He so. did, man. So, Brett Brett goes, you know, Brett's still in school, almost done with school down in uh, um, in, in grad school. He's in grad, grad school, school, yes. Uh, Montevallo. And so, he, he uh, is – you know, he's in school to do sports broadcasting. So he got called in to call a baseball game. So good yeah. for him. I know he's, I know he wanted to be here, but I think he'd much rather be doing that too. Just it. Yeah. More that, uh, more that resume building content for him. So. Exactly. So now he's, I'm sure he's enjoying that. So just us, man, we'll hold it down tonight, but man, we got a lot to cover, a lot of stuff to talk about. We've been talking about the last couple of days on Twitter and like in our group message, just saying like, yeah, we want some Titans news. Yeah. And we got some. Uh, dumped on us and we didn't really expect um, all of this to happen kind of at once but I'll say this too the things that happened Chris we expected this to happen we talked about it we're yeah, on record we've talking about all these things pretty much everything that's happened so far uh, no Not notable uh, I, I don't think the Khalif Raymond news is notable mm-hmm. but uh, the the notable things that have happened I think all of those that all of those were talked about on the podcast in the last couple episodes so yeah um while some people on Twitter are saying that they were blindsided by it, um, if they would have been listening to the Second and Victory podcast, they would have been prepared. So. Exactly. So yeah, I was I was in a, a Twitter group message with some some other Titans um, fans and, and followers and you know people that are listening would know on Twitter, and a lot of them were shocked by Kenny today. I'm like, guys, why? Like he was up yeah. in age. If you saw that last Ravens game, he was slow as molasses in his cap. And his cap yeah. hit for next year was a lot, so it just made total sense for it to happen. And 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 the the unique situation about him versus Humphreys and and uh, Malcolm is that his his guaranteed starters on the roster already, like right. his replacement. So sure. I mean, Amani's going to step into that role, um, unless I mean, unless they just get somebody like um, I, I can't remember the kid's name from TCU Mooring. I think it's his um, last name. Yeah. Trevon Mooring, something yeah. like that. Um, unless he falls in their lap or something. I mean, Amani Hooker's probably coming into the season as the as easier, the starter yeah, there. So. Easy, easy replacement. Yeah, and, and deserves it. I, I mean, I think especially near the end of the season when, when Kenny was out hurt and stuff, I think the defense was a little better uh, in the secondary with, with uh, Amani versus Kenny. So, And that's not any knock on Kenny Vaccaro. Huge Kenny Vaccaro fan. Um, I'm a Texas Texas fan, so you know that's where Kenny played college ball. He's a guy I've, I've rooted for a long time, uh, so I was super stoked to have him in two tone blue, and uh, he he brought it, man. He brought it every single game he was out there on the field. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It, like again, it, it it sucks because you grow to loving these guys as people in the community. They're good around Asheville, but they're good on the field too, and they've been good. But it comes a time, especially in the year like we're in now with the cap. Uh, and it's going down by, I think, 13 mil or so. Um, it's at $182.5 million now. Like these Malcolm Butler and Kenny Vaccaro are two big names for the Titans, but in the grand scheme of things, like they're, they're just a small piece of the NFL puzzle. Like there's bigger yeah. names getting cut around the league right now. And to speak to what you were just saying, like, I think Kenny's another, you know, he's, he's like some other of the other, like the Juju Smith Schusters and stuff is like, he makes his his 
off the field self more present with his yeah. streaming and stuff like yeah. that. Like, so you really get to know him as a person and get to see like who he is off the field. Uh, so that makes you kind of grow even more of a fondness uh, for a guy like, like him. But yeah, it sucks. Um, but like you said, I mean, we, we, we expected it cause we've been talking about it for, for weeks now. So we'll talk about Malcolm now because you have been on the Malcolm Butler cut train for a long time. And I disagreed because I didn't, I thought again, you know, he, he played one of his best years of his career last year. Yeah. I, I think it was his best year for sure. Yeah, In interceptions and uh, I think uh, PDUs, but I was like, there's no way Malcolm Butler gets cut. I thought a restructure made the most logical sense to keep your number one, you can argue number one quarterback because the Dory has been a Dory and, you know, wouldn't miss practically the entire season, you would want some some um, confidence on the other side of, across Midori so you don't cut Malcolm. They thought otherwise. I guess they like they really like what they have in Christian Fulton uh, next season and put him on the outside, you know, to, to man up that starting role with the Dory. Um, so now Malcolm Butler's cut, and, and I think that shocked people because it shocked me. I, and, and I guess, Chris, we don't know the business side of the NFL. We don't know what John Robinson has been doing behind the scenes. Did they talk to Malcolm? Did, did Malcolm's agent and John Robinson talk? Could they come to an agreement? They couldn't come to an agreement. Then it made sense. But I also saw from our friends, F-Words, um, Zach from F-Words and, and uh, Football and other F-Words, their podcast, he mentioned that, you know, the Titans now have a kind of have a history of doing this to their players. Logan Ryan cut him. And um, I guess I, I think the tweet said they didn't respond to Logan's um, phone calls. And then yeah. Jarrell Casey, they cut him. And these veteran players have done so much for your team and such a leadership leader have a leadership role in the locker room, they cut. Right. I will I will say though, like I have a little bit of a problem with that that tweet because I saw it, I saw it as well. Um we've only heard from Logan and Jarrell. Like the Titans haven't said anything. We don't know what those conversations were like sure. with Logan and Jarrell's agents. And <clears throat> and let's be honest, Logan players have agents for a reason they speak on their behalf especially when it comes to the business side so while while i do uh find it a little disheartening that you know you don't tell a guy like jerrell casey you know hey we you know we we appreciate everything you've done uh but we we got to get rid of you kind of thing if they didn't and we don't know that they didn't because we've only heard that from jerrell um and not to say i don't trust jerrell but you've only heard one side of the story Right. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, M Malcolm's letter today, I, I think it, it looked like he's a guy that is, isn't going out with any hard feelings. Um, I doubt Kenny is too. I mean, Kenny just doesn't seem like the type. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think when it comes down to it, you, you know, you got to hear both sides of a story and, and we'll never hear the other side. So. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, we wish those guys nothing but the best. I think they'll still have some, you know, they still got some left in the tank. They'll be on a, a new yeah. team next year. Um, and, and and just a second of victory podcast is is three for three because we also nailed Hump. Uh, yeah. Adam Humphrey's getting cut, so that one. Uh, we those are the those are the three that we kind of have talked about consistently. Um, I don't think any other majors will come. Um, I mean, really, the only other one that would be possible is maybe one of the older offensive linemen. You got Ben Jones, you know, Ben Jones, um, Saffold's contract isn't really worth cutting. I don't think because, because of the dead money and stuff. 
Um, Lawan's contract is actually lower this year than it is in other years because of how it was structured. So that's yeah. really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really see see anybody else getting cut. So, uh, yeah, I don't either. Major, um, major players. I think right. we can see like a, a. There's a couple small end guys that have low contracts that could be. I mean, Jeremy McNichols is making a little bit over a million. Uh, that's a guy that that could could see the cut. Um, Definitely. I think yeah, what I, mean, I think what you see now more of is restructuring. Hopefully, yeah. I think LeBlanc yeah. can be restructured. I think, like you said, Ben Jones and Saffold. I think all those guys can be restructured. Yeah. Well, um, Ben actually can't. I don't think Ben's contract can be restructured. Uh, yeah, I think he's in the last year of his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Seven mil so, or something, something. So you'd like have that. to you'd have to extend him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Lewan Lewan and Saffold are, are prime. And, and Bayard even, Bayard, I think, are prime, prime contracts Bayard. that can be restructured. Yep, I think you're right, too. Um, so, another guy that the big news this week was the Titans not tagging um, Jonu Smith. Uh, we, were, we, we had the assumption, we had the feeling that they would not do it. Um, 10 mil um, would, would, would have been the price for Jonu Smith. But they decided that, you know, we're not going to tag anybody and we'll kind of, you know, let – Johnny Walk, which I think is the, the assumption now, if you agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of feels like he might walk, but it also kind of feels like maybe they're on the verge of some kind of agreement that they didn't feel it was necessary to tag him. Um, we do know that, you know, Mike Vrabel, John Johnny Smith might be Mike Vrabel's favorite player he's ever coached. Yeah. Um, he loves him to death, and – um, that's, that's, a, that's just the kind of guy, I mean, a good locker room guy, um, stud when the ball's in his hands. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of guy you want to keep around, but I mean, if he walks, he walks, you know, this, the, the money's tight this year. It, I mean, exactly. when it comes down to it, you know, the, I, I always preach and, and Austin hears this a lot. The, the salary cap is fake, yeah. but the, when it, when it drops, what, 18 million, from last year, it, yeah. it's a it's a little bit harder to chew on. Uh, so, I mean, I th- I think Anthony Ferkser has to be a priority because he's so still cheap. That's what I want to ask you. So let's talk about it because I have there's a Twitter question that we have. We'll get to those in a little bit. Um, and before we go any further, make sure you guys stop the podcast real quick and go follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and and tell your friends and tell their friends. Um, but we had a question today. I'll uh, I kind of dive into this one, and they asked they asked us, and they said, "Do you think Anthony Ferkser is ready for tight end one roles?" And I kind of I, t- I said told the guys a good question, but you know, Chris, if if the Titans were to, you know if if Johnny Smith doesn't come back, are you comfortable with Anthony Ferkser being the first tight end on the team, the starting tight end? Um. I think the hesitation tells you everything you need to know. I just yeah, what, I no, mean, what, I'm, do, what, what I'm, do they I'm do not, tight end now? I'm not, and, and I think it's just because I mean he has to get better as a blocker. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, and and I, I I do think there there seemed to be a little bit of improvement as the season went on, uh, but he he's not he wasn't asked to do it a lot this season. Even when John was out, um, that we kind of saw an increase in Jeff Swain's role during that time, um, and that's because Jeff Swain is primarily a blocking tight end, right? Um, if you're going to roll with with Ferks as your as your I'm gonna I'm not gonna say tight end one, but your primary tight end, right? 
uh, you got to bring in a vet. Um, I don't know who you're going to get cheap enough, but I mean, maybe a guy like a, a Jacob Hollister or, or someone like that. I, I don't know. Uh, I'd be worried in, in, in a perfect world for me, if we are moving on from John, um, I, I would be drafting like a Tommy Trimble or, or somebody like that in the draft. So here, here's the thing. I, I, I'm not in love with any of these tight ends in this year's draft. There's just, it's just not a big tight Tr- end draft. Trimble's the, the closest to me yeah. uh, as, as, a, as a love. But, yeah, if, I kind of agree. It, here's the thing. If I if we're moving on from, from Jay, uh, Jay, I'm sorry, Johnny Smith, um, I, I don't think this is the year you go draft a tight end. There's nothing out there that, that, that kind of intrigues me. You go and kind of get a guy like a Kyle Rudolph who has ties to Ty Downing. Um, and you sure. with, with Anthony Furcher, like you said, Jacob Hollister is out there. Jared Cook, bring him back home. He's out there. And, um, and remember again, Austin, you and I have texted about this some. There's still several tight ends on the roster. They're just yeah, they've just never played in the NFL really. Jared right. Pickney being one, and maybe that's a guy they see something in too. You know that, that that's why they wanted to lock him up because they think he could be something. Absolutely. Um, this team has done a really good job of developing tight ends. Um, I mean, Michael Pruitt really wasn't anything special in Houston, and, and he's been a solid piece for us the last few years. A guy who I was high on coming off the draft and I really liked was Gerald Everett from the Rams, who just didn't get a whole lot of love there. Um, so I would love to kind of get take a, a cheap flyer on Gerald Everett. Yeah. Um, but That's a good again, free agent target for sure. This is – I mean, there's so – Titans now have a, bunch, a lot more holes than they did before um, with cutting two-year DB. So I think defensive back is a big priority now um, than it was – two days ago um, because I think Malcolm kind of shook things up for a lot of a, a lot of people thinking what do the Titans do and and cornerback probably wasn't the highest priority but now you probably have to think it's it's up there um, depending on what they do with the Dory Jackson yeah uh, a, a Dory is it's making a break next year for him um let me ask you had, this with, with with corner uh if you're not going to draft a corner high let's say let's say you're going into the season knowing that you're outside two are going to be Christian, Christian Fulton and Adore Jackson. Do you go try to pick up uh, one of these young free agent wide receivers like, like a Gary and Conley or someone like that who has really struggled in the NFL so far? You mean cornerback? You said wide receiver. Yeah, corner. Yes. Sorry, cornerback. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Sidney Jones. Gary Gary Conley has has done nothing for the Raiders that has made me want Gary Conley. well, he was with the Texans most recently, right? That's true. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Um, it's how irrelevant the Texans and Gary Conley have been. Um, <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen Ronald Darby. Mackenzie um, Alexander. Mackenzie Alexander is another name, another I, name I, I've heard. I, yeah. I, I like that. Um, but then you got – You people. know what? There's a, there's a guy I really like. Um, and, and I don't know that you really – I think if you bring him in, uh, maybe you roll with Fulton at, at slot or something. Uh, or maybe you roll with this guy at slot, but Cameron Sutton, uh, yeah. former Vol, uh, has played played his whole career with the Steelers so far. He's a free agent. I don't know what kind of money he's expected to get, um, but I, I think that's a name that could be interesting. John Robinson is all about the local guys too, so that could be a guy yeah. that you know he played in, he played at Tennessee, so that could be something. Um, Brian Poole. Buster Screen or names that that are out there, um, but again, like no, nobody. Be no, a Wuzier. Yeah, but no, there's just not a big cornerback that you know. Besides, you got the top couple, Patrick Peterson. He's yeah. probably going to want the bag, 
AJ Boye is probably going with the bag. Um, a guy, a guy I really like for slot corner. If we don't bring back um, Desmond King, is Troy Hill from the Rams. Yeah, uh, stud slot receiver, and we know slot receivers are so undervalued. Uh, I mean, we saw Logan Logan Ryan leave last year and and pretty much wait until the very last minute to to get a deal with the Giants. Granted, he got good money, but um, that's a that's a guy I'd like to see in the slot. Yeah, and I think uh, another name, Mike Mike Hilton from Steelers. He's got yeah. been praised on a lot. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I've seen more now here recently of Titans fans not wanting Desmond King back. Um, I would be good with Desmond King. He showed me some consistency there at slot. Yeah, I think the big, the big knock with him is that he is slow. I mean, he's he's yeah. not he's not a speed guy by any means, yeah. but. I thought he played really well. I mean, I, I thought that slot corner position definitely got an upgrade whenever whenever he got in the lineup. So, um, I, I'd be I'd be more than fine with bringing Desmond King back on a, on a friendly deal. But all right, I do want to say this too. So the Titans are not tendering Khalif Raymond. So this makes the and again, this is not a surprise. Nobody wanted Khalif Raymond back. Um, if we're if we're being completely honest, he had a good run. Uh, Facebook, uh, Titans Facebook would beg to differ. But. Yeah, well, <laughs> Titans Facebook is the 92% of that fan base. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, I've said it before, the 92%, the 92% of the fan base who just say outlandish things, who think they are armchair quarterbacks, armchair GMs, they know what's best for the Titans. They don't. Um, but the Titans will not be tendering Khalif Raymond, which – makes the wide receiver position and even, you know, even bigger hole. Cause now you really, as of right now, truly Chris, think about it. You had AJ Brown and Cam Batson, your top two receivers. Yeah. That makes Corey. Da- See, that's, so I've said this, you know me, I'm a, I'm a huge Corey Davis simp. Love Corey Davis. I think that he will come back for a bargain. I think, I think yeah. both sides will make an agreement that'll make sense for both sides. I just think it's going to happen. Um, so we signed Marcus Johnson this week. Right, but who is that? Done, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Hasn't done anything in the NFL. Right. Uh, we got Carlos Rogers on the on the practice squad from yeah, last year. Right. Did, did he sign the futures? I can't I remember so. if he signed the futures. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's it's nothing there. The, the cupboard is the cupboard is empty for sure. We we know that AJ Brown will get the bag from the Titans. That's that's a fact. We know that's going to happen at some yeah. point. And we got a couple most, more years before that has to happen. Most, I would say, most likely next off season is when the is when yeah, they start the Kevin the Kevin Byard route. I, I mean, think so. Yeah. But then, do you go? Do you do you do you resign Corey Davis? I think you didn't have to draft a receiver or two. Maybe you know me. I love Elijah Moore. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers. There's some wide receivers in the draft. It's a deep wide receiver class. But then, if you look at the free agency, you have guys like Marvin Jones, Golden Tate now. Uh, John Brown, who got cut. Uh, my favorite, Curtis Samuel. How'd I forget? I, that's my that's my free agency crush right now. It's Curtis Samuel. Yes. Yeah. So I I I, uh, I I think it would be a dream offseason at wide receiver to land Curtis Samuel and draft Elijah Moore. Dude, it's a that's a small one too, right there. But um, it, I mean. Those, I mean, dude, the, that is that is talent. That's a versatile wide receiving core. Yeah, that's that's some that's some uh, uh, running for the catch. Yeah, so that yeah. would be that would be that would be fun to watch for sure. The Titans just don't have that Swiss Army knife, and I've been preaching that forever. The Titans just need somebody who can who can do it all. And John the gadget, Smith, 
Yeah, Johnny got- Smith was that for a little bit. You can saw him, run, you know, line up in yeah. the backfield, but he's just not. He's 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 a tight end. He's not he's not a wide receiver, running back kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, so are there really any other like gadget type guys available? And I mean, free agency. I I would say Curtis no. Samuel. Okay, I mean, that's he's, about he's it. kind of the. He's, yeah, that's a, that's about it. And another um, another wide receiver I actually w- wouldn't mind uh, snagging in free agency. Josh Reynolds from the Rams. Yeah, I like I like Rams sure. free agents for some reason. Absolutely. Um, but that's another guy that that definitely piques my interest. Oh, Demarcus like. Robinson from Kansas City. That he he can be a little bit of a gadget guy. I think um, I'm looking at the list here. Just shout out to Mike Clay, uh, NFL NFL reporter. Uh, he puts together a great, like, just one cheater of NFL free agency. Uh, cheat sheet uh, is what he calls it, and it's fantastic. So if you ever need a quick reference to who's available, then go, go check out his Twitter and, and snag this PDF. Another guy that I've brought up before to you, I think, is Kendrick Bourne from the uh, 49ers. Yeah. Uh, Cordero Patterson, he's only thirty. It's a Swiss Army knife. That's a yeah. it's a name. Yeah. Um. There's he some. There's some. There's he some. Can definitely play running back. I mean, he's some, done it a lot. There's some good, good names out there. Not great. It's not a great wide receiver class, but it's a it's a good one. There's for some sure. fun ones. There's some fun wide receivers in this class. I want to be jealous of the team that gets Curtis Samuel. I will. A, a straight up wide receiver I like Rashard Higgins. I mean, uh, he's he's really like I mean he's not like special by any means, but he gets the job done. And here's the thing too. I think if you listen, he's had some injury history, but I think a team that gets Wolf Fuller, they're gonna be in a steal. I still like Wolf Fuller. Packers could use Wolf Fuller, like a team with like a dead need. He's a, a he seems like a wide receiver, guy. right? I I, I can yeah. see that too. But I feel like if you look at all these wide receivers, like I feel like every single one will go to the Colts because they just have <laughs> oodles of, of cap money to spend. They do. So, all yeah, right. They're, they're pretty much going to get their pick of the litter with 100%. They'll be able to overpay whatever free agent they want. I 100% agree. They are one of the lucky teams this year with the Jags as well. I think I, I think Urban Meyer is going to spend some money this offseason. I truly yeah, do. I definitely think so too. Um, all right. So, the one thing that we have not talked about yet, which, you know, we're, we're very happy that we don't have to talk about this human being anymore is Isaiah Wilson. Um, the Dolphins were the were the ones that stepped up and they're like, yeah, I guess we'll take him. Sure. Nobody else will. <laughs> um, so the Titans are swapping seventh round pick. So they'll get, the, they'll get the Dolphins seventh round pick, which is the fourth pick in the seventh round this year, I believe. Is that that's correct? And then they'll get the yeah, Titans I think that, seventh. I think with the, the comp pick that came out today that – Titans have nine picks, if I'm not mistaken. Now, eight or nine, yeah. So, um, not nice so, little, nice little uh, ammunition for J. Rob to sure to move. Yeah. Around. I mean, we probably need nine guys from the draft to be on the roster to yeah to fill all the holes this year. Go, but. John, if you're listening, go find you another late round quarterback that won't develop, and you'll cut in training camp. Or or just snag Sam Ellinger as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You think, he, you think he gets drafted? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't know, Chris. I think he does. 
I mean, I, d- listen, the the guy, the people, his, his the biggest knock on him is his arm strength, right. and the dude can throw a bomb. I don't know why right. that's the knock on him. Um, I don't know. I I I think if a team snags a guy like Sam Mellinger and lets him develop, um, he he could be a he could be at least a Case Keenum. I mean, he could be a long term backup, you know, quality starter when you need him, kind of player. He's got the talent. I'm ready for the draft. I love draft time, man. This yeah, is one of my favorite, my favorite times of the year. I agree. Speaking of the draft, can we talk about John Robinson's draft history? For yeah, a yeah. You you wanted to bring this up after we did yeah. these Twitter questions, but yeah, please. So, I, want to, I want to hear your uh, hear what you've been. Um, so scheming. I'm not going to name any names, but on 104.5 the other day, I heard that one of the one of the hosts say uh, that John Robinson. Uh, should be worried about his job, A, uh, and that in the last draft, he missed on all three of his first picks, uh, which I very much oppose because I think Christian Fulton's a long-term starter in the league. And I think Darrington Evans showed us a ton uh, when he was getting playing time in the, at the end of the season after coming off injury. Um, I, I'm fully aware that 2020 was – in the middle of a global pandemic, these guys didn't get an off season. This was the strangest uh, situation for rookies that has probably ever existed in the NFL. Right. So I, I, I think Isaiah Wilson was a huge bomb. I think it's kind of hard to blame J Rob for it. Revisionist history or not, there weren't a lot of signs pointing to him being a nutcase. See, case. we say that, but then there, I see so many—not so many, but I've seen tweets well, I, before. That I've, seen, I've seen three different national reporters reference one guy's reports who said it, and and valid if he said it, but like he wasn't on a national stage saying it. You know what I mean? Like the the, the conversation about. Isaiah Wilson wasn't a national narrative like people were pretending it was. Right. I've seen I've seen tweets that said, "Hey, I was I went to high school with Isaiah. He's been this way his entire life. Um, he just doesn't have the drive. He's lazy." I I, I don't know what. But the, but Georgia, like we said on the last podcast, this isn't lazy. Like what has happened no, with Isaiah Wilson goes far beyond laziness. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Um. But anyway, so I I've com- I have a running spreadsheet where I like have all the draft picks listed out, and I've broken them down by I think seven categories. So okay. we have all pro because we know we've had a couple all pros from from John Robinson's draft classes, starter, potential starter, contributor, non-factor, bust, and then unknown. Like we just don't know what they're going to be or or thing. I actually don't have anybody that falls into that category right now. Um, but overall, he's drafted uh, 36 players. Uh, I'm sorry, 30, 39 players. Sorry, 37 players. I can't math. Totally. 37 players, two all pros, 10 starters, three potential starters, eight contributors, 10 non factors, and two busts. The bust being Isaiah Wilson and Kevin Dodden. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Isaiah Wilson's a bust. He made who, 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 who are the non factors? So non-factors I have, let me scroll through here. Cole McDonald, obviously. Uh, DeAndre I would, I would count that as a bust. A, seven, a sixth, seventh round pick? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't consider a sixth it. or seventh round pick as Yeah, a bust. but Chris, you could have used that for any other player, and you cut the guy two weeks into training camp. That was just a waste of a pick. 
I, I don't I don't think you can ever call a seventh round pick a bust. I mean, I just don't. I don't. Seventh round pick, you're just taking a flyer on the guy. Yeah, but like, why draft the guy if you if you didn't like him two weeks in the training camp? Why even draft him? Like, you should have known this this what you saw in the guy before. Valid, that. valid. That's that's my. Go ahead though. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, DeAndre Walker out of the league, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Luke Falk, I don't even know where he's at now. Um, Corey Levin, non-factor. Uh, Josh Caraway, Brad Seaton, Calfani, Muhammad. All four of them. Do you remember how big Brad team? Seaton was? Huge. Dude, Brad Seaton was like, like six, seven two, eight. right? Yeah, something yeah. stupid. He was like huge. Six eight, six nine. We're like, oh my he god, was, this guy. I think he just. Beat. I'm pretty sure he's on the uh, Bucks practice squad. I'm not right. mistaken. So he just got a ring. Um, and then Sebastian Tortola, uh, mm-hmm. the shooter. Aaron mm-hmm. Wallace, uh, who's a guy I really, I really liked actually. Uh, All these first, names are bringing back memories from those draft. Kalen Reed. Um, he was here for Mr. a minute. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he was here was. for a couple of years. He was. He was. He made some noise. I have him as a non-factor, though. So, anyway, total up 38 uh, – or, I'm sorry, of the 37 players that John Robinson has drafted, 18 of them are still with the Titans. Okay? Yep. Um, several of them – 19 of them are either out of the league or on another team. Which I believe there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of those are on other teams right now in the league. Okay. So that means that based on them being ranging from a contributor up, okay, whether it's still on the Titans or not, he has drafted two thirds of his players are, are playing in the league. Yeah. And are contributors. That's a pretty good number. For sure. Five, five drafts. Four drafts. This will be his fifth draft. So four drafts. Um, he's had five drafts. Sorry, he's had five drafts so far, and he's hitting on two thirds of them. That's pretty good. He's drafted two All Pros. Ten of those guys that he's drafted. Twelve of the guys are starters. Um, almost all of them for the Titans. Obviously, uh, Jack Conklin's not a starter for the Titans. Um, and I think that's it right now that's that's a guy that's not starting for the titans i think he's doing pretty well i mean he he took a team that was uh yeah. what three and 13 and then two and 14 in back-to-back seasons and it has been a, a winning, winning season record. Yeah, yeah ever since yeah yeah i would agree i would agree uh, i just wanted to put some of that out there because obviously there's a lot of j rob hate i think people are just they're, they're still harping on last year's offseason how bad it was from Isaiah yeah. Wilson which you know well we, we he will admit it we can always admit that was a questionable pick from the get go you know yeah. attack how, how many GMs are going to going to do what J-Rob did though and own uh, up to it that quickly do, do it twice yeah for Kevin Dodd as well so yeah i don't want to sit and say if, you know he's going to get the pass for you know apologizing for every single one he messes up on it's not the goal here is to apologize after a a, a bust of a pick no. but uh, Listen, when, it, when it wrong. comes down to it, going back to that conversation I heard on 104.5, John Robinson's not losing his job anytime soon. No. Amy realizes what he's done. He's, he took a festering team and, and, and has I, turned them it, into a winner. 
Chris, I'll tell you this too. This, this is this is the organization that the owner talks to the player too during the draft process. Yeah. She's she's in the loop about all these players. She's not just yeah. gonna find out the name on draft night. She knows exactly who these players are. Yeah, and who she probably zoomed to. with Isaiah Wilson before. You would have to think so. You would have to think so. So she knows who the Titans are drafting to. So um, I also would also like this, to know. You know, and this is not something we know. I don't guess, but I wonder who the scout is that scouted Georgia. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. We could probably ask Blake Biddingfield and he would tell us. Probably. Idiot. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to some Twitter questions that we got today from yeah, uh, our followers. Uh, first one from Will Shabig at WShabig77. Appreciate it, Will. Um, is it better to shop for cornerback or potentially use a first on one? And now he's talking about that as in the, the week of Malcolm Butler getting cut. Um, I would say in his question, I would say shop for cornerback because I'm not, I don't think the Titans should, should not waste a first round pick on a cornerback unless one falls to him. I just think there's bigger needs there than a cornerback. Um, because again, they just drafted Christian Fulton, who they probably had a first round grade on, who fell to the second round. He'll be your starting cornerback, um, which he deserves to. It's what, what, what the Titans have been waiting on for him to do. Um, I think shop, go get a free agent cornerback or two uh, rather than drafting one. If you do draft one, I'm a fan of J.C. Horn from South Carolina. I like J.C. Horn. I also really like Asante Samuel Jr. 100%. I think that's a guy, and I think I think. Um, oh, let me get my my big boy. Also, a guy like uh, a guy like from Michigan State, Shakur Brown. Uh, that that guy I think could could come in and start in the slot day one as well. Greg Newsom um, from Northwestern is who I was thinking about. I, I knew I knew Greg corner. the last one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of opportunity in the draft. I think this is actually uh, from from what I've I've looked at, it seems to be fairly decent in depth at cornerback mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the draft. I mean, mm-hmm. you're probably getting a a, a long term starter in the in the third round um, the way this draft is looking. So. Uh, I don't think you definitely don't overspend in free agency on a, on a corner. Um, I think if you can get a guy like we talked about, like like a Troy Hill or somebody to step into that slot role, uh, you just need depth at that point. I would agree. I would agree. But yeah. you also have a Dory in the last year of his contract, so that has to kind of be on your mind as well. You know, hundred percent. And we all want to see a Dory be better yeah of, of course, i mean 20, 2020 it, was just a, is an off year for him we'll still never know what the hell actually happened to him and why yeah. it took so long for him to come back year year three of dory jackson was the top 15 corner in the league 100%. maybe maybe on the verge of being top 10 100 so if we can get that back if not better from dory jackson because you, you i mean this is it's just not i wouldn't say contract year i mean he's gonna be playing for another contract for if it's not for the titans for another team you would think he wants to improve his play from not just last year, the year before that too. So to answer your question, Will, either. Just not using a first-round draft pick on a quarterback, in my opinion. Unless it's J.C. Horn. Which I, – and, and I think that's the only – Maybe Asante Samuel Jr. Maybe. Maybe. I still think that's a second-round, third-round kind of guy. I, do I think, Yeah, I think probably I think the early only two second, maybe if you trade back. The only two quarterbacks that really will go before J.C. Horn will be Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech and Patrick Sertan from Alabama. 
Yeah. Um, and I doubt the Titans have any chance to get either of those guys. So, right. This, you know, but the draft is a draft, and we know things shake up differently. And all of a sudden, there's five quarterbacks in the top 10, two running backs in the top 15. You're like, oh my God, look at all these guys that fell the Titans. Then it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. That's all a different topic. Um, all right. Uh, this is from Blake Bachelor, which is Brett's little brother. So, shout out to Blake. Um, if the big ticket receivers are all too expensive, do you like Emmanuel Sanders or John Brown as potential WR2 replacements? Uh, and now this is all assuming that Corey Davis is not back. So I'll let you talk, Chris. Yeah, uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders for sure. You uh, think so? Yeah. No, I think I think that's a guy that can step in and contribute for you for sure. Um, I think I think with John Brown, you know, the the injury history has to be a, a major concern. Uh, Sanders just kind of feels like that that old guy that can that can just still catch the ball, you know. Um, I don't know. I think I think Emmanuel so, Sanders would be would be an okay replacement, oh, d- yeah. depending on price. And I don't would, think it would be that high. I wouldn't love it. I just think I think we are still overvaluing Emmanuel Sanders. He's good. I just don't think he's great. Um, yeah. Here's the stats the last couple of years. So last year with New Orleans. Um, 61 catches for 726 and five touchdowns. It's a solid year. Um, the year before that, I mean, that's not that's not much worse than than Corey. Corey Davis. I just I don't know what it is, man. I'm just not in love with Emmanuel Sanders. How old is he now? I've got. He, I'm trying to pull he's it. He's 30. He's 33. 33. There was one game he had last year, and he I, will I actually be 34 in a week. From he day. caught everything and it yeah. was like he was catching i mean i think like five straight plays went to him uh he's a, he's it was, a filler he's a filler he's not your long-term answer obviously he's 35 oh absolutely week. not um but yeah he's he's been banged up here and there he's played majority of the entire season for most of his career um wouldn't hate it wouldn't love it either. yeah i definitely wouldn't either so john brown um much younger he is 30 yeah so against uh, the Chargers, he had 12 catches for 122 yards. And I'm telling you, there was one drive where like six or seven of those catches came on straight plays. It was wild. Um, so he could still do it. I mean, right. there's no doubt. But John Brown's more your speed guy. Um, so last year with the Bills, only nine games. was hurt. Um, 33 catches, 458 yards and three touchdowns. But the year before that, uh, the best year of his career, you could say uh, 72 catches, 1,060 yards, six touchdowns. So if you had to, if I had to pick one, it'd be definitely Emmanuel Sanders over those two. Um, but again, I think the other guys out there, Corey Davis is who I would love to have back over those two. Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, like we talked about earlier. Um, how did, how would you feel about a guy like Sammy Watkins? Wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't either. Wouldn't hate I, it. I just, I, I just don't I, know what that price tag is. Nelson Aguilar? It shouldn't be much. Nelson had a better year last year because he know, did. The With Eagles the hated, hated him. Yeah. And he had his drops in Philadelphia. Um, but he he, he kind of bounced back with the, the Raiders. Um, Who knows? Maybe we bring in AJ Green and just have an AJ. Would AJ love hybrid. that. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I still think AJ's got something left in the tank, too. Yeah. I think so. So, all right. Next one uh, at Pigskin Addict 18. Um, I think this is a pretty obvious answer. We'll both agree on this. What position group need the most changes this offseason? Mm, probably running back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm about to say um, <laughs> uh, pass rush, edge. 
100%. easily. Uh, uh, probably the whole lineback- linebacking core, honestly. So, Chris, let's kind um, of dive into that. Um, let me pull my screen back up. I, I'm going to say linebackers across the board. Um, I've sure. preached and preached. I think Rashawn Evans is being misused. Uh, I think he needs to be a situational rusher, and I think he would be excellent at it. Um, I don't know that David Long is the long-term starter at at linebacker. I, mean, I don't he, think so. I mean, I, I think he's a play, a solid playmaker. Can he do it for, you know, 95% of snaps over the course of a season? I, I don't think so. Um, Jayon seems to be gone. Um, yeah. I think there was a tweet yesterday about how he's fully healthy, and it kind of the way the tr- tweet read, it definitely seemed like he would be healthy elsewhere. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, I think if you fix, if you focus this off season on the the linebacking core and just getting it fixed, it it would revolutionize the defense. Um, we got to have another edge rusher. Obviously, that's that's the biggest piece of the whole puzzle. But if you move Rashawn to to situational rusher. And you bring in a full full time starter at, um, and, and maybe Rashawn and David Long rotate. I don't know, uh, but you you bring in your you find your stud middle linebacker or inside linebacker. I don't know. Right. All right. So I agree with you. It's just definitely the answer here. Pass rush, defensive line, beefing up the entire just front seven. I think is is the answer. Um, and I don't think it's a Shaq Barrett. The Titans will have to break the bank for Shaq Barrett, and that's not something they need to do. They need to go to a few guys that can can contribute next season. So uh, if you're looking at the list, I still would take a flyer on Clowney, Jadavion Clowney. I think if he if he wanted to run it back and, you know, said, listen, let's do this one more time. I didn't give you all my all last season. Give me a decent deal. Five, six million dollars, like I said last time on the podcast, I would do it. Yeah. Um, but then you have guys out there that I'm I like, and that's Carl Lawson. That's something here at Broadway that we've been talking about for a long time. Is Carl Lawson coming to Nashville? Would love that. But then you have somebody, love Han- yeah. Hassan Reddick. Love Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. You you team one of these guys up with like a and, Ryan Kerrigan. And you you know I I don't know if you know this about Hassan Reddick, but he was primarily playing inside backer for them, and then moved him to outside backer, and he exploded. Yeah. Who does that sound like I'm talking about? Rashawn Evans. Like yeah. it could be that same kind of situation, you know? I wouldn't hate it. Would not hate that at all. Um, then you have guys like Leonard Floyd, who put up like 12 sacks last year for the Rams. Um, a guy we talked about on the last podcast that no one's talking about, Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson. From the same Somebody's going to get lucky and get Literally him. no one is talking about him. Yeah. And I don't um, understand it. Um he he kind of is I, I feel like built similar to, to JJ Watt. Uh and he, he exploded last year. I think he ended up with thirteen and a half or something like that. Hey, you know who I feel like this is a, a Titans guy, um, like a Brian Arakpo slash Cameron Wake type of player to come to Titans. Justin Olivier Houston. Vernon. Justin Houston. Oh yeah, I like that one. I like that. I mean I'm I not I'm not, I'm not a big Vernon guy. I had not I've never been. Yeah. I feel like he's been overpriced everywhere he goes. But another guy, if you go on the list, Romeo Cora from the um, – Yeah, that's the guy I was about to bring Lions. up. Lions. Young, young guy. Yes. Um, kind, of, kind of exploded a little bit last year. But, um, 
I think he could be a piece for sure. Um, but he almost kind of reminds me of like Landry in the fact that like he needs somebody opposite him to really make some noise. Um, and obviously if, if Landry and him are the ones across from each other, you're not, there's no noise being made. So I have still said, and I'll stand by this, that I would trade a first round pick for Daniel Hunter. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And he's, he's 26, I think. Yeah. I've said I mean, it's never going to happen. I don't think the Vikings are making him available to trade, but I, that is my dream is Daniel Hunter. Yeah. So it seems um, like he wants to be made available. Right. So, yeah, no, we both agree. Edge is the answer there. And there's some names that we threw out there that um, I think make the most sense. Um, who you like this one, Chris, because I think you've been, you've been kind of doing your homework on these guys at Canadian Titan. Um, who are some under the radar free agents you take a shot on? I take a low cost gamble on someone like John Ross. So who's a guy yeah, out there that I mean, you there's, there's your speed right there. Right. Um yeah, I mean it'd have to be the low cost because that dude has not produced Super. in the league whatsoever. Under the radar kind of guy. Um just a, a harp on a guy I talked about. Um, you know, at corner, Troy Hill. Uh love him. He's I, I don't think he's necessarily under the radar because he was probably the best slot corner in the NFL last year, but Slot corners aren't appreciated. Um, so that's a name I, I really like. Um, staying at corner, you know, Kevin King with Green Bay. I don't know what he's going to bring in, but it can't be can't be too much. Drake Kirkpatrick uh, from Arizona. That's another guy. Um, going back to our receiver that we were talking about earlier, D.D. Uh, Westbrook. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what kind of contract he's going to get, but he can. We know he can contribute, right? Um, obviously, we all love Curtis Samuel. Not under the radar name by any means. Uh, Josh Reynolds, a guy I mentioned earlier, was from the Rams. Uh, I think he could, he could be a good fit. In in I expect this offense to be about the same. Um, so I think he could be a good fit in that style of offense. Other than that, I mean, I would give you a name. Okay. And today it makes more sense saying this mm. than it did yesterday. Um, but I've been high on this guy for a, a couple years now. I love the way he plays, and he he was a stud out there in Los Angeles. But John Johnson the third for the Rams. Okay. Team him oh, over Byard. We um, love that. We love those Rams free agents, don't we? Yeah, dude, I love the Rams. I like the Chargers, <laughs> man. I don't know, just something about the something about the LA vibes that I'm I'm a fan of. Yeah, no, um, I, I like that one. Um, I love John Johnson, so that'd be fun. I think he's gonna want a decent decent bag, and it's just again, I don't think safety's where the Titans gonna go. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think if, if Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal safety, yeah. Malik Hooker, maybe like Malik Hooker was a yeah, Keanu was a, Neal's probably going to get the bag though, right? Well, I would, you would, maybe you would think so. Malik Hooker, the injury his, history could make him cheap. But yo, Malik Hooker was a dog in college. Yeah, I mean he was a dog his freshman year. I mean his rookie year. Rookie, sorry. Yeah, no. You know uh, an, another another name, uh, interior D lineman. Um, Roy Robertson Harris. Yeah, Mike Herndon. Shout out Mike Herndon has been talking about him, and, and I didn't really understand it. Yeah, can collapse the pocket, and you yeah. know that's kind of what you need next to Simmons. 
Um, I just don't know a whole lot about him, for being honest. Didn't know a whole lot about. Yeah, you know, it it it, it, it gets to be like, I think one of the tough things this offseason is like, what are guys going to get paid? Exactly. Because, I mean, it, it feels like contracts across the board should be lower, but then we just see Dak Prescott get the bag. Right. Um. I don't know. Hey, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. I got a, I got a question for you. What do you do at kicker? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I mean, do you bring back Goskowski? Do you go – I mean, Dan Bailey was just cut by the uh, Vikings, but Dan Bailey has his missing woes as well. Um, they still got the guy on the uh, practice squad for Mizzou. I can't yeah, think of his name. There's just there's not the UDFA a whole from lot of options right now at kicker, man. No, I mean, I feel like – Looking at, I just pulled up the list again, the cheat sheet, and and looking at this, I mean, all the kickers are, are old, which doesn't matter. They're kickers. Kickers right. play into their 40s, you know. But none of these names are like, I mean, Goskowski. <laughs> Do you, uh, Nick Folt, Ryan Suckup, what about him? I bet he goes back to the uh, Bucks. Yeah, he runs it back, I'm sure. Like who are your like? Is this the year the Titans draft a kicker? Like do you you do you bring a rookie on like other teams have in the past? I don't know. Isn't there a guy from one of the small Georgia schools like Georgia Southern or something that that people have been talking about? Chris, I feel like it. I haven't kept up the kicker rankings here lately. <laughs> I'll be honest, but no, honestly, that's you bring a good I'll point. Have, I'll something have to think info. about. I'll have that info on the next podcast. It's truly okay. something. Yeah, I need your kicker um, evaluations on the next podcast. Um, no, it's truly something to think about, though, because it, 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 yeah. it was definitely a problem, and it has been a problem for a couple of years now. So, um, listen, this is just one of the it, first episodes that we talked about with with you know the the free agency breakdown and next week is when it truly all starts so we'll have a lot more to talk about in our next podcast so it'll be a lot more fun then go ahead sorry so uh looking at uh inside linebackers what are your thoughts on nicholas morrow nick morrow from um from the raiders you think he could come in and and, and start I don't know. No, I don't. I, I mean, I, I, I like think he'd, he'd be reasonably priced. I, I think they'll run it with David Long and Rashawn Evans next year. I really do. I'll be surprised if they sign John Brown. I'll be shocked if they sign John Brown. I would. I would be shocked if they sign John Brown. I would. Kyle Van Noy. I was gonna say we didn't bring his name up at all, but he's not. We the, didn't. You know, he's not sure coverage linebacker that you want back there. Uh, he can play all the spots, man. He can play them all. He he is the he is the definition of um, front multiplicity that that Mike Vrabel likes to talk about. A guy Kyle Van Noy is literally front multiplicity personified. I like Quan Alexander. Yeah, he he'll want the bag though. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know what Quan did last year, but over the course of his career, I mean, stud, stud. absolute stud. It's just, it's going to be so weird because guys that you think will want the bag will not take the bag unless, you know, they may just go to a team that they know has a, a very good chance of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. And they'll they'll kind of start making suit. I wouldn't say a super team, but you, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll go yeah. to teams that have a, a chance of winning for a lesser price. 
I would just love to see John Robinson, man, go all in. With the cap space they have, there's not a huge chance of that happening. But just, you know, go get but some studs. The, the, there's a lot of cap space starting next year. I mean, there really is. Like, I, th- I think right now the Titans are on pace for 65, 000, or 65 million in cap space next year. Um, roll some of that contract in, into that. Yeah. Do some of these crazy void years like, like they're doing with Dak Prescott and, and all these guys. This is you're you're right. The window is now. Oh, for sure. No, I've said that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's no mean, need to keep to keep waiting on that. The the AFC is only getting better year by year. Um. Yeah. So go back. Go back. Go make splashes. Um. You know, Titans are a team that are aren't talked about a whole lot in the offseason. Um, they'll make big I moves. Do, in. I do want to talk about one one other free agency aspect. Uh, backup quarter quarterback. They've rolled with Logan the last two years. I don't see them making a change. Logan, what's out? You still got Deshaun Kaiser under contract. Yeesh. Um, uh, I mean, I I'd almost rather roll with Kaiser than than Logan Woodside. I, I wouldn't. Deshaun Kaiser's been on like three teams. I don't think any but team. But here's a guy. Here's a guy I'd actually like them to go get as backup quarterback. Marcus Mariota. CJ Beathard. I do like that. Local guy. Yeah, no, I do. Local I do guy. Def- do definitely yeah. like that. Uh, obviously still has ties with, you know, his, his brothers are musicians. His dad's a songwriter. Um, I wouldn't I, hate I'd that. I'd love to see him. I, I mean, I think – and that's a guy, like, I wouldn't be depressed if, if he had to start a game. Right. Oh, no, he's had plenty of stars with, with the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. he, and he's he's a little better than some of those backup quarterbacks. I think that's another guy, started, so. if we're, we're keeping it local, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Um, and Dobbs kind of feels like a perfect backup for Tannehill, doesn't he? See it. I don't know. I, I'd i much rather get somebody like Bethard or Dobbs than what we currently have for sure on the roster. I'm with that. It's, I, mean, I love I love everything about this time of year for the NFL, agency, yeah. draft absolute talk. favorite time it, of year. It's about to get fun, um, because it's it's the time of year where you, your favorite players on your team leave, um, but then you see studs on the free agency market, free agency market that you want on the Titans. So yeah, and you know sometimes uh, we get that that those weeks and months of thrilling, like conversation around like, I mean the whole is you know it turned out how it did, but like. The Peyton Manning saga, right? Yeah. Uh, the Clowney saga last year. You, you know, we we spent months and months talking about where where that was going to end up, and it, we actually ended up with the guy. You know, some people are are upset by that, but you know the the um, the conversations that that this creates to this time of year. I think it's it makes it even more exciting. Uh, I do want to say this too. This is a uh, new Toronto Davenport. The Titans have picked up their option on punter Brett Kern. As they should. <laughs> yeah. He's 35. Um, so, listen, the, the days of Brett Kern are growing. Of, of They're near of no more Brett Kern. But this is not – it's not going to be next season. Um, you know, think about that. A life with no Brett Kern, who would some say would be your best player for, for many years. Yeah. So, all right, well – it's going to get only better from this point on from, from talking about, you know, free agency and, and draft time. It's going to ramp up. So 
Um, hate that Brett couldn't make it, but uh, we'll uh, we'll be here next week um, to, to talk about it all. Um, again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second Inventory. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, as always, for Chris Carter, I'm Austin Nelson. Tighten up. Tighten up.